playing the fastest game in town? Welcome to the Daily Search Cast, featuring Search Engine Land Editor-in-Chief and Search Marketing Expo Chair, Danny Sullivan, keeping you up to speed and ahead of the game on what's happening in the search marketing arena. Each day, join us for a recap of today's happening in your world. The Daily Search Cast makes sense of industry stories and sharing off-the-cuff remarks about what happened and what may come and what may come. Guest hosts give you a closer look and keep things rolling along with questions. So tune in and keep informed on the latest from Google, Yahoo, Microsoft Live, and other search engines. Join us now for this edition of SearchCast. Here's your host. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Daily SearchCast. I'm Chris Winfield from 1020. Today is July 30th. Now, please welcome Danny Sullivan. Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm doing good. Danny, what's going on? Well, we're uh, no longer rocking and rolling out here in uh, sunny Southern California. I know. It's all gotten back to normal, huh? I was so bummed to watch The Daily Show last night. And, like, you know, first of all, I get to watch it, like, when it's current again, which is cool. But then John Stewart's like, well, and other than earthquake news, they talk about it. It's like, you know, throw me a bone, huh? See, some people come back to America and they get a welcome back party. You get a welcome back earthquake. Welcome back earthquake was great for me. That's like the biggest one we've had in like 10 years. Like North Earth was. I'm like, wow. Who knew? We're, we're going along. So, anyways, how we got, the kids, uh, we've got how some were the kids with on. it? Well, you know, they missed the whole thing. They were uh, in, a, in, the, in a car and they didn't uh, feel it. I mean, and that was a really, really big one, so I was really bummed. They haven't even got a chance to feel an aftershock, so, you know, whatever. <laughs> I remember my first earthquake. I was like seven, and I woke up, and everybody was like, oh, there was an earthquake. And I was like, what? I missed it? Oh! But, you know, you, they, they come back around. The you right passage. Exactly. It is very much. <laughs> um, I'm, you know, probably like a blackout in New York or uh, opening up a fire hydrant on the street. You know, I only exactly. think <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, yeah, that's my view growing up in New York, right? You open up a fire hydrant, water's spraying all over the place, right? Is that how it goes? Yeah, it's a pretty uh, narrow view, but nice. <laughs> and, and in the evening, you, you walk down the street strutting in the white, 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 uh, whatever that kind of material is suit with the yeah. BGs in the background. Too, too many Martin Scorsese movies for you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we 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 got we do have a little bit of search news. It's still kind of slow. Um, this is kind of I think kind of awesomeish what Google's done today. They've rolled out this thing called uh, search customization. Um, in fact, it's so cool. I just need to make sure I twittered it. Uh, oh, hang on here. I, so I totally forgot, and like you know, I don't want to be locked out of all the publicity that twir- um, not twirl that Twitter can bring to the world, right? Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> My whole thing's gone away. It's like, you know, the, the windows disappeared. Uh, reset windows. Come back to me. There we are. Oh, yeah. Uh, Google tells you when it changes your your results now and how you can control it. There. That ought to get me some good love and traffic. <laughs> sweet, sweet traffic. Oh, look. All you're right. Twittering that you're doing the show. We should just do I, the show on Twitter. <laughs> exactly. We could do it. Anyway, so they I've rolled done out it for a lot of other to... things. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what Michael Gray is doing out there on Twitter. He's doing this Google experiment, and I'm like, why am I getting all these URLs? What are you doing? And no, I sorry, Michael, love you, but can't retwitter it because I don't know what's going on, and there's just too much out. 
<laughs> That's I wrote at one point today. Michael Gray Wolf has completely clogged my Twitter stream. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it out of control. So, uh, but what they've done is, you know, sometimes Google has been changing. You you do a search on Google, and it behind the scenes. Um, does things just for you because they love you so much that they aren't doing for other people who are searching. A good example of this is a uh, geographic uh, searches now. So if they can detect that, like, you're in Los Angeles, like, I'm going to just do a search right now for uh, electrician because apparently I need one of those. So I'm doing a search for electrician, and, like, the ads are all saying SoCal electrician, LA electrician. So the ads are already understanding that I'm in a particular area. And then potentially they could change the search results to favor, um, you know, electricians in my area. If I went for hotels and I don't put an area down, potentially they could show me, say, L.A. hotels because I'm just there or something like that. So they're they're customizing your results in some cases based on, um, oh, I totally forgot. Uh, well, I'll figure that out later. Um, so... What, they, what they're doing is, in some cases, they're doing this kind of customization, and you just don't know that it's happening. Um, and so what they're now going to start telling you is, in three specific cases, when they're altering search results, that, that they're doing it, and you can override it. So one of these is geographic. So what's going to be happening over the next coming week or so is that if Google is changing your query and they're customizing it, say, to New York or San Francisco based on your location, they'll tell you that. And then you can click on this little More Details link. This will all be in the top right-hand corner of the search results page. Um, you can click on this thing, and then you can say, oh, um, I'm, you know, I'm customizing my stuff. Um, uh, you know, change it around. You're customizing based on my location. I want you to do it based on a different location in case they guess wrong. A good example is, you know, the few people who still use AOL for dial-up, right, or connect yep. with the web through broadband. They, their IP address will get reported, I think, still is Virginia. So you can go through and Google and say, hey, we think you're in Virginia. And you could use this option to say, no, I'm not in Virginia. I'm in Los Angeles. So give me some Los Angeles love. So if you're not signed into Google, this will happen just based on their IP address, so you can override that. If you are signed into Google, you can um, define your actual location. You have to do it through Google Maps, and there's a little bit of walking around to kind of figure it all out. But you can say, this is my address, and store it, and they'll figure it and do it that way. Then the other thing that they do is, you know, they do this thing called previous query, which is if you did a search for um, hotels, and then you do another search for New York. They go, well, I bet you're interested in New York hotels. So they just put the words together. But they don't tell you that they're doing that. And they've been doing this apparently since April, not for everybody, but for some people. And now they're going to alert you. They're going to say, hey, we just changed your query around because it was a recent search that you did. And they'll show you what it is that you used before if you go through it, and then they'll let you kind of override it. Um, apparently some privacy issue here, though, because, um, you know, if, if you were to do a search and you got up from your computer, like say you did a search for murder, and then you got up from your computer, and somebody else wanted to came along and saw. Well, maybe it wasn't murder. Maybe it was something. Else. I was going to say you're going to have some issues on your own if you're searching for murder. Yeah. <laughs> say you did a search for uh, somebody you know famous without clothing upon them, uh, and then you got up from your computer, and then like your coworker sat down, and they did a search, and then it was suggesting, hey, check out your previous query because that's why we're altering your results. You could see that, oh, they did that search, and then you might be really shocked. So what Google is saying is, look, you know, after 30 minutes, we'll simply expire that, and also if you ever close your web browser, that, that link won't work anymore, which is kind of good, but, you know, I mean, really, that stuff's already logged in your browser anyway, so it's not like that 
it's not like people can't find it. They don't want to find it already unless you're really, really paranoid and clear that stuff out all the time. So, um, but I'm kind of bummed because I want it so that it tells you, you know, we've changed it based on what you searched for and just, I don't have to like fight my way through these pages. I should just be able to push a button to say, oh, no, I don't want that. Rerun the search result without the customization right on the search results page. Uh, and then finally, you know, yeah, they have that web history thing where they're logging everywhere you go and everybody you see and everybody you know and, and, and anybody you've ever interacted with in any way, including your fifth-grade girlfriend. <laughs> yep. And, yeah, you remember her, right? She's sweet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not that you haven't found the perfect person now, right? Just to be clear, don't want exactly. to get me all upset. You're just saying, <laughs> she was, you know, it was fifth grade, you're young, it was totally sweet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so uh, what they do, but they, they log, you know, if you're enrolled in their program or whatever, they log where you've been going, what you've been doing, the searches you've been having, some other information. They use that to customize your results as well. And so in this, uh, and they've always said, hey, you know, now you're getting personalized search results, and now they're going to tell you that customized on your recent search activity again, and then you can go through and alter that sort of stuff if you want to also. Uh, you can say, I want to pause it. But again, I'm bummed. You can't just pause personalized search results right from the search results page. I would love them to say, hey, we've changed this based on your recent search activity. And then, hey, you know, push this button here, and we'll take that away for the mo- moment, and you can try it without. Now you've got to, like, fight your way through. You actually, if you don't want the long-term personalization to happen, you have to actually log out of Google. You can't even pause it within it. I checked this because they do have a pause option within all these different control panels, but it doesn't actually – it just pauses the logging, not the, the refinement. So why do this? Because they're being they're transparent. They, you know, they love being transparent. They, they, Google, when it was a young child, always hoped that it could be the invisible man, and now they are. You can see right through <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm just realizing that Google thinks I'm in Santa Clara for some reason. Do they? Yeah, I just I did electrician when you had originally said it, and everything's just coming back Santa Clara. Is it coming back? Um, is it coming back in the top right corner with that little message? Um, no, I mean I just lo- I even logged in to one account or not. It was it's always coming back as Santa Clara, which is re- for the local results. Wow, that is freaky because I'm like totally not seeing that. See, we're, we're all getting different things. Yeah. Um, down the line, apparently we may get more control over some of these things. Um, you know, they like one of the things that Google does is if you search for run, they'll search for running, and they do some concept searching as well. Um, but you know, potentially they could come along and say, "Hey, um, you know, uh, we've put one or more results in the top listings because they're very fresh." and from important sites. But if you don't like that, push here and we'll take them away. So potentially you could change the results in all sorts of ways if you wanted to. So we'll, I don't know, we'll see what happens with that. Nice. I thought that was kind of cool. Now, yeah, um, our, our friends over at Microsoft, they are just not done. They, uh, you know, they won't sit back. Google wants to do all the search stuff. Well, they would like you to know they have a new homepage. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, just, I, like, I like the fisherman, actually. It's nice. So you go to this homepage, and there's like this. I keep thinking it's a guy fishing, right? Oh, it, I but just realized it's not either. Oh my god! It's not. It's yeah. not right. Oh like, no! It's this guy. He's fishing. He's got a big net out there, and he's and it's not. It's the guy in a canoe pushing yes. some other people in a canoe and a bunch of reeds and things. So 
Oh, okay. So a big oh. picture on the homepage. Now, that was something that Ask has been doing for some time, which is kind of neat and kind of cool. Uh, it's a kind of a bummer you can't change the picture to whatever you want, right? And that if you do a search, it's not like the picture carries away with it, right? Uh, but the guy yeah. make a new picture. Um, I like, let me just go to the blog that um, we laid the foundation for this release and background home images will change and, you know, uh, users can discover. And you're just kind of like, come on. Our goal is to help this way to discovery. Extens- uh, extensive user research and exploration many concepts pointed us in the direction for this design. Look, didn't you have all this research before, like in 2004? I mean, I, I just don't get it. Well, I do get it. It's-, it's the whole, like, Madonna thing, like, oh, if you're bored with us and that didn't work, I'll change my image yet again. It's like, yeah. well, let's change it again. Uh, six months, I would not be surprised if the homepage changes again and the background goes away because now they've decided that extensive user testing has showed them that now they have to do this other thing. Google's homepage has changed like never. Yeah. It's, the homepage changes so subtly, so little that, you know. So why do they change the page? Well, one of the things that's really cool about the page is apparently you have these gleams or things where hot spots where if you hover your mouse over, you get these hidden things that start appearing to tell you that, oh, it's dusk. Do you know where your repellent is? Mosquitoes. <laughs> or, oh, what will you see when you start your safari in Botswana? Or yeah. is that a lily pad or a crocodile? And then, oh, it invites you to click on a little link. Oh, guess what? I click on a little link. I generated a query. So... Let's call it straight. You redesigned your homepage so you could hide these little things on it so that people could go around and start clicking, and every time they click, that generates a search, and now you found another way to, like, inflate your search queries, even though they're not actual real searches. Woohoo! Good job, Microsoft. Okay. I wish that you could just click. Well, two things would be cool. If you could get a different background each time, then yeah. I'll just use it as a screensaver. And then if you could click on the box instead of having to also click on the link. So if you clicked on the box... It could either hover up, and then if you double-clicked it, it could just take you directly to the link. Just be yeah, something. it's kind of annoying. I mean, you know, they, they <laughs> probably didn't think about that. They should just change that a bit more. Or really just hovering ought to generate the query for you. Exactly. Just make it all happen up there. All right, so uh, what else have we got here? Let me just double-check, make sure I haven't missed anything in my, my being uh, all upset and kind of annoyed about that whole thing. Uh, boom, 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 because I went back and I missed my page, the home page now. No, I think that covered it. All right, so we got that done, got that done. Uh, we'll do one more, and we'll come back. We'll take a, take a break after this one. Uh, YouTube's being sued. Hoo-hoo, surprise. Uh, this is Time. It's Italian media company and broadcaster media set. Uh, Italy's prime minister uh, owns them. They want um, 500 million euros, which is like a billion dollars because, or no, well, actually, probably getting there. Probably about $650 million. Um, and it's because they have found 4,643 videos and clips owned by uh, them that is equal to um, a loss of, I love this, 315,672 days of broadcasting on their, their three TV channels. You know, uh. <laughs> I have sympathy for the whole, okay, it's our copyright content and it's out there, but then you lose all that when they try to, like, say, and that would have made us $100 billion trillion dollars. Like we didn't make that much money off of it, but all right, you know, whatever. Exactly. So, Google being sued. What's new? <laughs> Is it even really news anymore? I know. It's just <laughs> like there should be a search engine that you could use just to search for finding the people that are now suing Google. Exactly. <laughs> 
Good idea. All right. So uh, let's uh, take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll talk about cool. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned for more of the Daily Search Cast after this quick timeout. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan from the Daily Search Cast. You know, we love bringing you the news every day, and that's made possible by the sponsorship of BruceClay.com. They've just made Inc. Magazine's list of the fastest-growing private businesses. They've exhibited and sponsored at my conferences from the very beginning. Bruce has got that long-standing search engine relationship chart, had been out there with the code of ethics, been a search engine expert in the field for ages. But did you know that Bruce Clay can do more than help you with just SEO? They can do PPC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding. Everything you need for success in the online marketplace, you can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years, offices worldwide, they've got answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Bruce Clay Incorporated. Now, back to the Daily Searchcast, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hey guys, welcome back to the Daily Searchcast. I'm Chris Winfield. Today is July 30th. Now please welcome back Danny Sullivan. Hello. So, uh, you know, Cool launched, and, and there was a lot of attention focused on it. Although, I have to say, and I'll get into this more, I was surprised at the lack of hype that was focused on it. I'll explain that. But first of all, uh, Philip Lenson did this blog post where he did um, some snapshots off of Cool, looking at people who are in the search industry to see what kind of pictures were coming up for them. So this was all kind of funny. Like, apparently, if you search for me, um, I come up with my page, uh, but the picture next to me is um, Danny Sullivan, the race car driver, and he, he is in his little race car, which is, you know, <laughs> kind of cool because I'd rather look like him than me, frankly. Um, <laughs> it could, know, that, that one's not that bad because it just looks like a cool picture, like you have a Yeah, yeah, car. here I am in my Formula <laughs> 500. What's the problem? I do exactly. that on the weekend. You're like, don't right. change that one. Yeah, leave that one alone. Um, Chris Sherman comes up as Greg Sterling. Rand Fishkin comes up as Matt Cutts. Um, Tamar Weinberg comes up with me wearing that, you know, there was that bar and I put on that woman's top. Okay. <laughs> so that's not Tamar. Um, I'll just leave it at that. So he's got a couple of examples there. And then TechCrunch kind of does the same thing. TechCrunch is going, you know, uh, I'm going to call all this like restating the obvious. So here's my thing. In general, I feel like if you don't have anything good to say about somebody, just don't say anything. Like, I don't need you to write a post telling me that something is super bad in the first place. If it was bad, don't tell it to me to begin with. The problem with Cool was nobody could really tell that it was super bad beforehand. But now that it is bad, not only did the people write the reviews that it was bad, but now we're into the third cycle of how did everybody write so much about something that when they should have known it was bad in the first place? So They, have, they had amazing PR. I know. Well, yeah, absolutely. So TechCrunch comes in, and they're like, hey, you know, they, uh, they had a big index, but it's only half the battle. Although, interestingly, if you had read TechCrunch before they launched, it made it sound like, oh, you know, big index. That's, you know, look out, Google, big index. So we'll see. <laughs> um, so then it turned out that, you know, they were pointing out that you get these weird examples of photos that are coming up and people who are being pictured that don't make sense and that, you know, you, they call it how to lose your cool 20 seconds after launch. And then you've got Sarah Lacey who gets in on this, uh, who is sort of like saying, hey, this was really harsh, and she was disappointed, but she was stunned that they would launch now. They should have kept their messaging, you know, more cheaply. Uh, but doesn't some of the blame go to the blogosphere? And she counts herself, too. She was too effusive. Let me go back and see what she said about it as well. Um, she loves technology and new companies, but you don't make up for that by eviscerating a company. 
Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I think people should be, like, you know, pretty mellow and pretty reasoned about what they say before they get going. But she's, like, saying, look, it's the tech bloggers. We're, we have junkie-like addiction. It's our fault. It's our fault. So, um, so she's not writing the company off after one day. She'll give them hard and see how it goes. I was like, okay, yeah, hang in there, see how it goes. I mean, I'm not writing them <laughs> off, but... Certainly now that we've seen what they've delivered, they've got a long way to be going. And then Robert Scoble gets in on it, and he's like, you know, yeah, yeah, you know what? It's sort of like the same thing that, you know, we, we can get infatuated with this sort of stuff. And that, But he also pushes back sort of saying it's Cool's fault. They kind of set themselves too much with the hype, and, and so they shouldn't have gone on with it. Me, they, actually, they did work the PR really, really well, and they had – but – to be fair, they didn't work that PR until, say, about the last week before they launched. If you look at somebody like PowerSet, PowerSet was working right. for a long time without an actual product that they put out there. They certainly had the darling story to tell of the former Googlers that are involved and all the big stuff or whatever. They had all the elements you'd want to make them pay attention. Plus, they did have talent there that had actually done this sort of stuff. PowerSet, it's a best comparison to it, actually didn't really have a lot of people who were doing work on the regular search engines, and they were doing something that was very, very different. So there were reasons to pay attention to them. As I said in my own post, Google was paying attention to them. Google did a post that I still feel like was, in some ways, responding, responding to some of the claims that were out there. So, but I was actually amazed at the lack of hype, because I read a lot of these reviews before they actually launched, and a lot of the people, from what I was reading, was like going, this looks promising, but we'll see. And I've read lots of posts where people would tend to say, this rocks, it's going to be great, and this is going to be wonderful, you know. And there was more. And then, of course, once they actually did get up there and people could play with it, it was kind of self-evident that, uh, you know what, this ain't going to be that well. The weird thing, I saw it on, like, CNN at the gym in the morning, and then, like, like the local Fox affiliate, like my Fox, whatever it's called, at night. So I was like, wow, they really went hardcore. So that's, you know, like beyond, like, the blogosphere and everything, like, I, I saw a lot of coverage of it. I, you know, it, it had that story, but, you know, now that it's out there, everybody kind of relates. And then uh, Rand over at SEO Moz came in because he like, tried to dive in and start measuring up the relevancy, uh, and he started doing a whole thing to get cool in there. And I was sort of like, we don't need you to do cool anymore because we already know it's not kind of measuring up. So I was more interested in how the four established search engines had come up off of it. And he, he's gone through, uh, did a numeric scale, five being best, found that, say, in terms of relevancy, Yahoo at tops, 4.29, Google just behind a 4.24. Coverage, Yahoo again at tops at 4.67. Freshness, Google tops at 4.5. Uh, diversity of results, Ask, he put up at 4.48. And for the user experience, he put Ask up at 4.6. So Yahoo came across as the overall winner with a total score of 4.36. Google just behind at 4.22, Live at 3.91, and then Ask at 3.84. So, um, you know, and, and he went through and he did a bunch of different queries and everything. My only real problem with it was that it was all based on him. Like, you know, he said, this, I did this search, and then I looked at the kind of results that came up, and then I assigned them a score of, you know, whatever I wanted to for that particular query at 1 to 5. So it was very subjective, and he does say that. You know, in the end, he's saying, look, you know, this is all my subjective stuff, and it's not scientific or whatever. But it has these numbers that can kind of make you think, well, Bill Phil's kind of scientific. You've got all these numbers that are going with it. But it was interesting. You know, we hear anecdotally that people say, well, they're all about the same. And, you know, it was interesting at least for one person to go through and play with these search engines and come away feeling like, hey, you know, Yahoo, 
better than Google. We're certainly on par in some ways. So go back and revisit some of these things at some point, I suppose. And, and Chris, I, I think we only have one more thing. What's it's that? Not, particu- not particularly exciting. Uh, it's the whole Google merchant search stuff. This is what they did in the U.K. where um, Google offered the ability to go through, and you would do a search for, like, secured loans, and they would come in, and they would say, they give you an ad, and in the ad it's like, um, you know, pick the amount of loan you want, and then push a button, and then you get lenders that come back. They show you matching whatever your, your loan criteria is. So it's it, And then they have another program where they put people into these search results. So it's sort of like an ad that leads you to, you know, an, an ad inclusion search engine type of thing. Kind of weird. Kind of scary in some ways, too, because in some ways it feels like it's Google taking up its own ad space to compete with other people who are advertising. For example, you know, if you do the search for secured loans, and then you, um, underneath it is an ad for somebody who's actually trying to be found for secured loans. So it's like, well, why do I have to buy in both places, both to be in front of the people when they're doing the searches and then be involved in your compare sponsoring lenders pages as well? So, um, but that's all in the U.K. right now. It hasn't come to the U.S. So hang in there and we'll see what happens with the program. We'll wait to see how it goes there and what the feedback and how many people yeah. hate on it. Exactly. Uh, and that's it. That, that's Great. the news, Chris. It's, it's well, there was some stuff. It was good, good stuff. Yeah, I tried. <laughs> good stuff. All right. Well, thank you. Everyone, this has been your Daily Searchcast for July 30th. Thanks for joining us, and have a great day or night, depending on wherever you are. The Daily Searchcast is produced and sponsored by WebmasterRadio.fm, the destination for education and entertainment. Looking to boost your competitive edge, your bottom line, network with your peers? Keep it right here on WebmasterRadio.fm. Listen live or on demand to our award-winning lineup of shows anytime, hosted by the most respected names in the Internet world. This is Jim Hedrick from Oncology. Join me and Dave Davies every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern or 11 a.m. Pacific as we explore the ecology of the web environment we all work in. That's Webcology Thursdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Putting you in the front row with unprecedented access to everyone you need to know. Log on to webmasterradio.fm now.